live from Southern California, this is the Jim Rome Show. All right, so you want to take on a Friday morning. Here's my take. Holy crap. Holy bleep. Holy bleep. Baker Mayfield. Holy bleep. Las Vegas Raiders. Holy bleeping bleep. Holy cow. I don't know whether we just watched the greatest, most improbable, most absurd comeback ever in the NFL, or the worst, most improbable, most absurd meltdown ever in the NFL. Whatever it is we just watched, I still can't believe we watched it. And don't get it twisted. It's not because I didn't think that Baker had some life left in him. Unlike seeming every, seemingly everybody in the world, I'm not a Baker hater. You know this about me. I've always had this guy's back. Not only when it was fashionable to have his back, but mostly when it was unfashionable to have his back, I was still there. But man, this dude's got haters now. He's got lots and lots of haters. And it's a rough, rough morning for all of you Baker haters. Do you look good right now? If you talked a whole bunch of crap about him last week, do you? How do you look now? How do you look? No, no, you do not. You do not. You no, do you not. don't look good. You, do not. you don't you do look not good. Bring him in. No. If you no, rushed you in not. to pile on this guy when he got cut by Carolina and nobody wanted him but the Rams, and you rushed in to kill him and end his career, you don't look good right now. You do not. Hey, you want to talk awkward? Bring him in. No. Now you know. Again, me. You know me. This has always been a big Baker house. You know me. This has always been a big Sherm house. I love both these guys. But Sherm has never been a big Baker guy. And I'm guessing Baker knows that Sherm is not a big Baker guy. Yet, there they were. There the bleep they were, sharing the same Amazon desk after Baker pulled off a damn miracle. Now, credit to Sherm for owning it. And he did put that performance in perfect perspective. Well, you had some doubters and some detractors, this guy. And you sat there and said, hey, I'm out here off two days. I'm about to silence all y'all and show you I can sling it. You did that tonight. It got to feel good. I mean, there I don't know if anybody in the history of the game came in off two days and slung the ball like that. Yeah, I'd have to say I'm pretty positive that nobody in the history of the game has done anything remotely like that. Three days ago, this guy's career was on life support flatlining, almost in the ground. Then this guy shows up in L.A. on Tuesday night, crams for 48 hours, gets in one limited practice without his top two receivers, a jacked-up offensive line in front of him, while virtually everybody in the world not named him had given up on him. And yet somehow, some way, he figures out a way to slay the Raiders. Raider fan, Raider Nation, stabbed them right in the heart, effectively ending their horrific season that they had somehow allegedly just resurrected. And he did it on a Thursday night with all of his peers and the nation watching. Somehow, somehow this dude just hauled that famous boulder on his shoulder 3,000 freaking miles and dropped it right on top of Raider Nation. What I'm trying to say is this. 
not just that Sherm and the haters got blindsided by this, but nobody saw that coming because nobody could possibly see that coming. It would have been impossible to see this coming. Impossible to believe that it's even possible. Yet again, here we are. Here the bleep we are. Here we are. Again, Mayfield had one actual practice as a Ram before he hit the field last night. He didn't even start that game last night. He took more snaps in the first half of that game than he ever had at any other point with that group of dudes. And he wasn't just able to cobble together some basic offense either. This dude ran no huddle. This dude ran silent count. This dude ran the two-minute drill. And he somehow ran all of those things like he had been running them with the Rams for five years, even though he's been running them with the Rams for like five seconds. And that's the other thing that this dude does not get credit for. We know about that chip. We know about that attitude. But this dude is smart as hell. Smart as hell. You have to have some serious football IQ to be able to pull off what he pulled off last night. And if you think that I might be exaggerating any of this, check out the example of a Rams offensive play call that they put up on the broadcast last night. And while you're trying to follow this, understand that Baker somehow got a handle on this verbiage in two freaking days. This is one of the play calls. Quote, they put this up last night on the broadcast. Quote, Lens to Deuce Wright, Claw Z, Short, Lander, Z Strong, X, Revo Z, Lockback, Can to Jet X, Monday Astro Reed, Alert Money Deacon Flow, F Panama on the Omaha. Like, somehow that's a real thing. That's not just some word salad. That's not just random words. That's an actual play call. I mean, that's definitely what any of us would spew if we were in the same spot as Baker. Like, we'd all be in the huddle thrice, left, shoehorn, Z, over, niner, candy corn, zebras, pine tree, honeycomb, level Friday, slit Z, Mexico, on the Fresno, ready, break. So believe me when I say the fact that Baker was able to play and function in that offense at all last night was extremely impressive. But to play the way he did and to go 98 yards late with no timeouts really was one of the most incredible things I've ever seen. Like, I've done this a long, long time, and I'm enthusiastic and pumped up and hyped up and really grateful that they pay me to get to see these things. But I got to admit, rare is the moment where I'm as hyped as I was last night. And I'll even say one more thing about this. If you have not listened to Jim Rum's Big Head Bets, one of the games we picked last night was that game. And the head and I both went Raiders and laid the points and felt pretty damn good about it. I don't even care that I lost that bet. I mean, that, that was an amazing thing to witness. Win or lose, that was a major accomplishment from Baker and Sean McVay just to even show up like that and perform like that and function like that. But obviously, this dude was not there just to play and function. This dude led one of the greatest comeback drives of all time from his own two with a minute 45 to go and no timeouts. A 98-yard drive ending in an over-the-shoulder dime that may as well have been a nuke dropped right on top of Raider Nation. Second and 10, Mayfield to the end zone to Jefferson. Is that possible? Touchdown. 
This is impossible. They go 98 yards. That's good for 23. Again, even if you hate this guy, how do you not get caught up? And even if you're not caught up, you best respect this guy. I mean, I'm fired up all over again. Like the energy, that feeling, the way he was reacting, the way his teammates and coaches were reacting to him. You know, you didn't see it lately, and it's been a minute or two, but that is the so-called Baker effect. It's been a minute since we saw it, but last night might have been the best example of it ever because that should not have been possible. But Baker and that brass freaking set did it. And don't discredit it, all right? Don't come in here and talk about how he was third string in Carolina. Don't come in here and talk about how he's been a bust. I mean, I I understand all these criticisms. I do. But do not take away what that guy did last night. Because what the guy did last night effectively, for at least last night, and by the way, nobody could ever take that from him, what he did last night, because nobody's ever done that before. He did shut all you haters up. Maybe for a night. And no more, but he did. I actually couldn't be happier for the guy. I thought that was awesome. Awesome. The Rams clearly loved it. Sean McVay lost his damn mind on the sideline. And that guy won the Super Bowl not that long ago. I think most people were losing their damn minds over that. Except, again, for all the Baker haters. And probably except for you, Raider fan. First and foremost... Credit to Baker for pulling that off. But a close second to the Raiders for yet again doing the equally impossible and choking away another game that they had already won. And you know, uh, and you know Raider fan, this is no one-off. This is no anomaly. This is no aberration. This is a freaking lifestyle, Raider fan. It's who you are. It's what you do. It's where you live. Or at least where your team lives. That's four double-digit leads that this team has choked away in the second half this year. That is not easy to do. But the Raiders make the impossible seem routine. Again, I'm a huge Josh McDaniels guy. Also an unpopular position to take, but I am. But my man has now lost to both a high school football coach and a quarterback who had one practice with a team that had lost six in a row coming in. Practice. I really do like Josh, but these are impossible things to defend. And frankly, fireable offenses. And yet, it somehow goes on on the regular with the Raiders. They allowed a team to go 98 yards on them with no timeouts and stabbed them in the heart. They choked away a 13-point lead with three and a half minutes to go to a dude that didn't even know how to find his way back to the locker room. And they did it in the dumbest ways imaginable with a dumb P.I. call and an even dumber unsportsmanlike conduct call. And dumbest of all was playing press coverage on second and 10 from the 23 with 16 seconds left in the game on the game-winning play. Even Baker himself could not believe what he saw when he looked at that defense and saw that unbelievable gift from the gods. You know, seeing the coverage, and I was truly shocked. They, they pressed him up with 15 seconds left, knowing that we didn't have any timeouts left. Um, yeah, he did a great job winning off the line of scrimmage and going and make a play. So that, that was just to you know, put it up for him and make a play. Baker's like, what, really? Unbelievable. Really? They're going to play that press coverage? 
Okay. Hey, Jim Rome here. Have you ever experienced the flavor of actual live fire cooking? We're not talking about a fire pit in the backyard. This is about the big green egg, the ultimate cooking experience. An egg is the most versatile grill you're ever going to own. You can grill, roast, smoke, sear, and even bake. I'm not kidding. Try a pizza on the egg. It'll amaze you. Stop wasting money on grills that you have to replace every few years. We've all been there. We've done that. Forget the pellets and the knockoffs, too. Listen to me. Roll with an authentic big green egg. It's a ceramic marvel backed by a lifetime warranty. It's simple to light, easy to use, and it works without a power source, so there's no need to plug anything in. And with the playoffs and the holidays approaching, you cannot beat a smoked turkey on an egg. It also makes an amazing gift, and they have two models that are perfect for tailgating. The best part is you can have it delivered to your house for free from a local dealer in your community. That's right. Shop online at BigGreenEgg.com. Have it delivered to your house for free. That's BigGreenEgg.com, and you will thank me later. We are joined by Chauncey Billups. Chauncey, I have to say, it has been a minute or two. It is awesome to get caught up with you. How you living, Chauncey? How you feeling? Man, I'm doing good. I'm feeling good. It's good to good to talk to you, man. It's been too long, my man. Dude, I, I don't even want to tell you how long it's been. I looked it up. It's been a long <laughs> time, so it's great to have you back. Listen, I know you have a practice soon, so let me jump right into it. You've played 25 games so far, which is a pretty good sample size. I know you didn't get the result, Chauncey, last night that you were looking for against Denver, but overall, what are your biggest takeaways so far from the start of the season? Yeah, I think we've been up and down. We've been up and down. I'm happy with with our team. I'm I'm happy with where we're at. Um, you know, the season is is kind of long. There's so many stretches that you don't really get to practice. So we've had some slippage. But um, I like the mentality of of my guys, man. You know, we compete. We, we play hard. We play together, and we're still kind of getting to know each other. You know, um, have some additions to our squad that I've been very happy about and pleased with. So. I, I like where we're at, man, but we, we, we got some work to do. Chauncey Billups joining us. I can appreciate it. So you got Damian Lillard, of course, who is your unquestioned leader and catalyst. He went for 40 last night. You know, in terms of Dame, Chauncey, you know the position. You know what it's like to be the guy, to have all eyes on you at all times, on the floor and off the floor. So how much are you enjoying the opportunity to coach and work closely with a generational talent like Dame? Oh, man, I, I'm I'm just – to be honest with you, so blessed to have a guy like Dane, you know, as the leader of your team. He's about all of the right things um, on and off the floor. You know, uh, he's a great leader. You know, he says the things that need to be said. And more importantly, what I'm most happy about is he he just allows me to coach him. You know, I can coach him hard. I, I can tell him the tough stuff, whether it's in private or in front of the team. Um, that's a coach's dream. You know, to um, have a superstar, not a star, a superstar that will actually allow you to coach him. And that's been that's been a blessing for me. Chauncey Billups joining us. So, Chauncey, what about you personally? How much more comfortable are you in year two in the seat that you're in right now than you were a year ago? Yeah, I'm a lot more comfortable now, um, even knowing that I still got, you know, a lot to work on, a lot to learn. But at least coming into this year, I knew – what I didn't know, you know, as a first timer, you know, and that was actually only my second year of coaching period. You know, I was prepared as I could possibly be, but there was so much that I just didn't know, you know, um, about being a head coach. And this year I, I prepared differently. I feel better, you know, about my preparation. 
but it's this coaching thing is really really hard and difficult so there's all you learning stuff every single night whether it's in your game or you watching another game you know you're just learning every single night you, you can never perfect it that tells me how hard it is because you were a coach on the floor for so, so long and had so much time to think about maybe what you might do if you ever got the opportunity. In fact, you and I talked so much during your career. You played for so many outstanding coaches. Who were some of the most influential influential coaches, I should say, that helped shape your approach to coaching right now? Yeah, uh, I would say one, you know, my college coach, Ricardo Patton, is one of them. Uh, he's just really tough. Uh, he was honest. Uh, he loved it. Uh, Larry Brown, you know, is somebody that really shaped me as a coach. I still talk to him. He still gives me advice all the time. Uh, God rest his soul, Flip Saunders, you know, is, is a guy that I love playing for and I love his style. Um, things that he did, Rick Carlisle, you know, is another one. George Carl is another one. I just have so many, you know, uh, legendary coaches that I was able uh, to pull great things from and learn from. Chauncey, that's, when you look at that resume and the guys you played for, those are some of the biggest names and personalities in the history of the sport. I mean, it's amazing that you had the opportunity to play for and learn from them. Let me just ask you about Larry Brown. Like, he's always been one of my favorite, favorite people ever. Can you explain, and, and obviously a great teacher of the game, can you explain what he was like to play for and what he brought to it? Because that is such a different cat, even to this day. Yeah. Yeah, first of all, the thing that always stood out to me uh, with Coach Brown is his passion to teach is is like nothing I've ever seen before. Um, he is a teacher. He wants to teach the game, and he's going to teach it the right way. And I love that about him as a point guard. He was very, very tough on me um, because I, he wanted me, which is great and brilliant, to see the game the way that he's seen the game, to be an extension of him. And he was a consummate, pure point guard you know um all he cared about was winning and all he cared about was the team playing the right way and that's playing together on on offense communicating playing together on defense and then you let the chips kind of fall where they may but Larry was very demanding he was relentless and um he loved us and he cared and that's why we all took his coaching very well Talking to Chauncey Bilbs for a few more moments. Chauncey, you started a pregame media session recently by talking about Brittany Griner. How thrilled were you to see her released in that prisoner exchange with Russia? Oh, man, it, it, it made my day. It made my day, you know. Um, it was such an unfortunate situation, you know, that she had to bear and go through. And a lot of people worked very hard, you know, to get her home. Uh and like I said in my pressure yesterday, you know, I give so much love and, and gratitude to the WNBA who stood on the table every single day um, and said her name and mentioned free BG the entire time, which, you know, that is, that, that's her family. That's her extended family, WNBA and the NBA. And I think we all just, you know, we're just so elated. We're just so happy uh, to, have her, to have her back. Chauncey Bilbs joins me for another moment or so before he goes to practice. Of course, you're a proud Colorado Buff. What did you think when the school shot at shot and was able to coach or convince Coach Prime to take over that football program? Oh, my goodness. You know I'm excited, man. You know I'm excited for Prime. Uh, a big-time shot in the arm for us to get a guy like uh, Coach Prime with his resume, with his passion, with his leadership. You know, um, 
obviously, you know, everybody knows Prime for, for being Prime, but what he was able to do at Jackson State, what he's able to do from a standpoint of leading young men. And everybody that plays for him won't play in the NFL, you know, but I'm almost certain that everybody that plays for him, life will be changed forever by by what they learn from him, how they should be off of the field, how they should be in the community. Like, those are the things that actually matter when you're talking about a college kid. Hey, Chance, I know you're fired up. It's all good until he hits you up for some of that NIL money, so maybe you don't take that call <laughs> when Coach Prime flashes across your phone. I'm going to pick it up right away. Okay, good, right away. good. Better yet, there's, better yet. There's no I like it. About it. I'm going to pick it up right away because I'm in full support uh, of Coach Prime and, and, and the Buffaloes. I get that, dude. I get that. I'm playing with you. It's great. I think it's amazing. I think it's fascinating to see. He is the head coach of the Portland Trailblazers. They start practice in about 90 seconds. Chance, great to have you back on. It had been way too long. I appreciate you, and it's great to get caught up. Thanks so much, Chauncey. No, I appreciate you, man. Thank you. Jay Woods of OmegaTaxCredits.com is with me now. You've actually started a new operation, a new wing, Omega Funding Solutions. Exactly what is that and how does that work? You file an amended payroll tax return with the IRS and the IRS is backed up. You know, they were hit by COVID too. They had the pandemic to deal with. So it's taking them anywhere from six months to a year to process these refunds. So we came out with a solution where we can help you get access to that cash earlier in as, in as little as two weeks. See if you qualify for an ERC tax refund from the IRS, OmegaTaxCredits.com. How about a few specific Raiders? Imagine being Max Crosby right about now. Imagine being Josh Jacobs right about now. Imagine being Devontae Adams right about now. Think they're very pissed? Unless your name is Max Crosby, who looked like he was being hailed on every single play, or my guy Josh Jacobs, who played the game with one hand, you probably are not looking forward to sitting down and watching film of what happened yet again. You want to point the finger at a few people. It's only a three-hour show. I can't single out everyone not named those guys. But if I have to start somewhere, I'm going to start with the coaches. You have to start with the coaches. They blew a 13-point lead late. They let a team go down the field 98 yards with no timeouts. And a guy who had one practice coming in, who was a third string of a Carolina, start with the coaches. Once you are done with the coaches, you can go ahead and point the finger at Jerry Tillery. That was a nine-yard sack pending. After the play, unsportsmanlike conduct, number 90 of the defense, knocking the ball out of the quarterback's hand. Oh, boy, Jerry Tillery. This is well after the play right there. Tillery knocks the ball out of the hands. Remember, they're out of timeouts. Sure. It's an obvious penalty. I'm trying to think of a dumber play, a dumber decision on a football field than that, and I'm having a hard time coming up with anything. An unsportsmanlike penalty right there after a nine-yard sack. Hope that was worth it. Couldn't help yourself. Had to slap the ball, right? Petty much, Tills? Cut by the Chargers about a month ago. A little less than that. Imagine, and again, plenty of blame to go around. Imagine walking into that locker room after that. After that decision. Dude, you were cut by the Chargers less than a month ago. And you're pulling that crap on a Thursday night in a game that should have ended right then and there. So that's another guy you can go ahead and point the finger at. 
if you're looking for somebody else to single out. How about Raider Punter? I don't even know who the hell you are, brah. But extremely sweet throat slash. Great punt. Great punt. But a much greater throat slash. I'm not here to discriminate against kickers. I'm not that guy. I'm not that guy. Do not misinterpret what I'm about to say. But if you're a punter, you should never throat slash anybody or anything. The hell was that? Also, hey, media, let me call out my own. Hey, media, no love for Sean McVay? All right, guys, just like we drew it up. Um, <laughs> unbelievable job. I mean, I mean, that nerd, Tom slash Bacon45, does the same exact joke, and it brings the bleeping roof down. Just like we drew it up. <laughs> we drew it up. And then he doubles down on it because he thinks it's so funny. Because he's getting that reaction. Then Sean McVay does it. And by the way, what Baker Mayfield did was so much more impressive than what Bacon45 did. Baker, Bacon. Anyway, Sean does it and nothing. All right, guys. Just like we drew it up. Um, <laughs> unbelievable He job. gets the Lee Evans treatment. The hell is that? And despite the incredible ending, the game itself was boring as hell be very clear about that notice you're not hearing me say oh man what an amazing game that was it wasn't no that game was boring as hell other than Baker entering the only remotely interesting moment during the game was Al Michaels crushing the Rams PA announcer the crowd is right now it's I think mainly Raiders a little bit but the you have a a PA announcer here who incessantly screams Whose house? And he wants him to. Well, no, no, I hate it. He wants to say everybody. He wants him to say Rams house. Incredible, incredible. I hate it. You love it. No, no, I hate it. I hate it. Hell yes, I would too. You know what? I don't want to say Rams house because it wasn't. Most of that crowd was Raider fan. All right. Nothing better outside of Baker's performance late than Al being real. Whose house? Al's house. Whose house? Al's house. Al's 100% right. Why do you keep asking whose house when it's like 90% Raider house? The crowd is right now. It's, I think mainly Raiders a little bit. I but think the, there were five a, Ram fans a there. A announcer here who incessantly screams... Whose house? And he wants him to. Well, no, no, I hate it. He wants to say. Everybody, he wants him to say Rams house. You notice he didn't say, PA announcer guy is asking. He said there is the PA announcer who is incessantly screaming. Incessantly screams, whose house? And he wants. And color dude is all you love it. He's like, oh no, I hate it. I hate it. Well, no, no, I hate it. <laughs> I love that Al is in this chapter of his career where he just says it. You know he thought this stuff his entire career, but now he's just saying it. Like, what are they going to do? Fire me? 
I'm out bleeping Michaels. What are they going to do? Fire me? You love it. No, actually, I hate it, dude. Who incessantly screams whose house? And he wants him to incessantly screams whose house? You know, how much of that is he's doing that on Amazon Prime? How much of that is Al's in that chapter of his life where he just doesn't give a damn? I don't even care what it is. It's just awesome. Whose house? Al's house. Well, no, no, I hate it. You love it. No. Oh, no. Oh, no. No, no. no I, no, hate, no, I it. hate it. Stop doing it. Yo, PA guy, shut the hell up. Clones, what do we want when we're craving protein or we need more energy? Not bars, not sugary snacks, not energy drinks. No, we want beef, pure and simple. So where's the beef? It's in a package of Old Trapper beef jerky. Old Trapper is not your father's jerky, shriveled, dry, and tasteless. Old Trapper beef jerky is made from lean strips of steak and quality spices that are smoked over a real wood fire. So it's tender and it's tasty. It's not tough. And why is it so good? Because Old Trapper is a 50-year-old family business known for their relentless commitment to quality. They take smoked beef extremely seriously, and you can taste it in every single bite. Old Trapper is packed with protein, and it comes in four amazing flavors that satisfy all your cravings. Quality smoked meat at its finest that goes with you wherever you go, to the game, to the gym, to the beach. Look for Old Trapper in the Clearview bag. That way you can see the quality you're buying. Look for it in major retail stores near you. If you don't see it, ask for it by name because no other jerky compares. Old Trapper, what's your beef? Drizzle. Drizzle, what's going on, dude? Yo, Rome, man. How you living, baby? Good, good, dude. How about you? Yo, man, I can't count it. You got it. You know, I don't want to spoil it. You know what I'm saying, baby? I feel you, Drizzle. It's always good to hear your voice, man. I appreciate you. Nah, man, I appreciate you, man. You gave me a platform to speak my mind, be who I really am. A lot of these other fugazis out here won't take it, but you allow me to be me, Rome, and you let me tell my story, baby. Number love, man, since day one. You smell a cooker, lay my joke. Check game, Rome. You and I had a disagreement, and that was Josh McDaniels. And look how that turned out. Now, look, man, I'm not sitting here trying to take anything away from Baker, but beating the Raiders is a lot like beating the Raiders. McDaniels has how many wins this season? And two of them against the Denver Broncos, against Russell Wilson and let's cry? Nah, baby. What Baker did was great, but a really good catch in the midst of two defenders by an unknown guy is what really set the tone for that drive. So many out here acting like Baker did a John Elway against the Cleveland Browns. This was a Thursday night game. It wasn't the AFC championship with only a few minutes to go, and it looked like Denver could never do it. This was the Rams, the Raiders, two teams that nobody really cares about this season going in on a 98-yard drive and a, like, uh, well, let's see type thing. Baker is going to go 10 out of 25 in his next game, throw for a buck 80, have two INTs and a fumble, and all this, is Baker the next guy for the Rams? Conversation end. It's not about being a Baker hater. It's not about being a Baker apologist. It's about being a realist. I watched the game. Like you said, it was boring as hell. Matter of fact, it was like two goats walking around in a circle. That's entertaining. Now, on to the name Drizzle. I still get hate for it. I can call other places, and it's weird because they know who I am. And yet they're like, is your real name Drizzle? Who calls you Drizzle? 
Why are you calling yourself Drizzle? I can't call a grown man Drizzle. Do y'all not understand how entertainment works? Do you call Hulk Hogan Terry Bollea? Do you call Snoop Dogg Charles? Or do you call Deion Sanders Coach Prime? The point of what I'm saying is everybody's got a thing out there. And it's just really weird to me, Jimmy, that a lot of people in the entertainment business don't seem to understand how entertainment works. But everybody wants me to verify myself. They're calling me this. They're saying I'm that. Woo-dee, woo-dee, woo. Yet all the homies closest to me is like, yo, man, you went hard. Yo, man, you stood up. Yo, man, you put on for the homies. Those are the ones that know me. Those are the opinions I care about, and I ain't worried about these fugazis out here, especially these Raider fans. Woo, woo, woo. Speaking of which, I know Matt out in L.A. is thinking like, oh, I ran him off. Bro, where are you at? I'm the first one from the Dub K that was put on by Jim Rome so I could be the smack off. Not the hack off, the smack off, son. Where was you at when the smack off was on the cracking? Oh, you were sitting back in your living room, chilling, hanging out, and doing your plunger work and cleaning up everybody else's boo-boos. A lot like the Raiders are dropping boo-boos. But, yo, man, I ain't the one to speak on it. But check game, man. Last and probably most importantly, understand something. I am who the hell I say I am. I came from a spot called the Bottoms. Not the PJs, not the hood, not this, not that. The Bottoms. We're in a two-and-a-half-mile radius going everywhere around. Everything was mowed down. I had to walk 45 minutes so I can get a single square. For anybody wondering what a single square is, that's a burn heater, a.k.a. a cigarette. Now, it's not the most... That's habit that anybody could pick up in the world. But, hell, man, when you're stressed out and broke all the time and you're oldest of seven kids, you got to pick up a habit. And mine was burning that heater. But, yo, it's all gravity, baby. So, Rome, check game, man. I appreciate you, even though you and I don't see eye to eye on Baker. You and I don't see eye to eye on McDaniels. But it is what it is. We are what we all are. And if you smell what I'm really cookulating, understand it's not disrespect. I'm just giving you my take since a lot of people out there is like, Drizzle calls in and he never gives a sports take. Well, my sports takes seem to be on and cracking, but y'all want to ignore that so that way you can try to find a way to make fun of me. Like, oh, Drizzle's out here eating possum because he was homeless. Da, 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 da. That was like how long ago? I'm not even doing that no more, man. I'm sending a brand new whip, getting ready to buy a house bigger than yours. So when you want to crack on me, understand something. I'm living better than you. Grow the hell up. Your mama ain't nothing you can tell by the way you speak. Now, Rome, what's my name? Dude, bleeping drizzle. This message is sponsored by Discover. Did you know that you could reduce the number of unwanted calls and emails with online privacy protection, the latest innovation from Discover? Discover will help regularly remove your personal info, like your name and address, from 10 popular people search websites that could sell your data, and they will do it for free. Activate in the Discover app. See terms and learn more at discover.com slash online privacy protection. Let's go to the phones. Matt in L.A. Matt, what's going on? Pimp in the box. Hey, so yeah, man, I'll admit it. That was a choke job last night. And me and the whole Raider Nation right now are staying away from high-rise buildings and sharp objects because that was just pathetic, man. I can no longer defend D.C. or the other D.C., Patrick Graham. That guy couldn't defend a damn NFL game if he had 
Pat Tillman, the Army Rangers, and all of the leathernecks in D-Day. I mean, it's a disgrace. But that's not why I called, Jim. I called because I heard some fake wannabe brother, a.k.a. Sprinkles in Bichita, is calling out your boy Matt in L.A. Hey, Sprinkles, check it out, bro. First off, you saying anything about showbiz is comical, kind of like Meow Mix Mark in his D-list cameos thinking that he's a Hollywood celebrity. Dog, stop. Hey, man, we all know your fake-ass hobo ass is not going to get a house. Man, first off, that six-figure shack that you've been looking at is nothing to be proud of, man. And I'm sure that whip that you got is probably like a recovered John Deere or something. So stop lying to the clones about your get-back, dog. Because, look, the reason why you be asking what's your name and why nobody calls you out is exactly that. You're a nobody. Nobody cares about you. And furthermore, when the next smack-off rolls around, I probably won't be talking about you because I got bigger fish to fry, my man. So keep my name out your mouth, Sprinkles and Bichita. That's all I got for you, Romy. Outro. I'll rack him. I'll rack him. What's up, V? Jimbo Jangles. What's up, my player? What's up, dude? Yo, I'm just I'm just sitting here in the sea and I'm just laughing. I'm laughing. <laughs> laughing at the stupid idiots in Vegas and the disrespect they're giving my Vikings, making them the first ten and two underdogs in NFL history against the Lions. So, you know, when my boy Perk Cousins, Dalvin Cook, Jay Jettas, and the boys run wild on that weak Lions defense, I'm going to be sitting on my couch, my brand-new Costco couch, pounding my fifth Rondello, saying, hmm, told you so. Now, my school boys, do your job. Don't make me look stupid. That's my face's job. Do your job, Kirk, and bowl out on Sunday against these fools and give us the respect we deserve. Ooh, mid-call war. War Alvi and BC Brock Purdy having the same nickname. <laughs> Am I right, Alvi? <laughs> you know, Rome, I usually end my calls shredding that bald, low-life Garrett Rot. But in honor of the holiday spirit, I want to sing a song that I wrote for you, Rick. Yes, old man. So plug in your hearing aids, turn them up, and listen. Let me clear my throat real quick. <clears throat> Ritmus, you're so damn old. Ritmus, you still watch Murder, she wrote. Ritmus, but at least you get Danny's for cheap. Ritmus, but when you get off the toilet, you bust up your knees. Rit, you're seriously old as crap. And as useful as Alvy's woman's dental dam. If you didn't know, that's a condom for a woman. Alvy said, dude, dude, now, now when he sees them. Merry Christmas, Rit. Happy holidays. All right, all that said, back to the phones. Let's go to Oakland. Hassan. Hassan, what's going on? How are you? Hey, I'm doing all right. I don't actually, I don't know how I'm doing. Hopefully uh, my phone quality is a lot better than the quality that was put on the field last night by the Raiders, man. It's so disappointing. You know, Mark Davis is up there having hot women and ice cube, uh, eating fry, eating chicken, having a great time. But we're sitting up here 
having to watch the the, the, the performance that the, these players are putting out there. It, it's it's just it's extremely disappointing. You know, you rack calls. They put us on a torture rack throughout the whole game. It's almost like in the movie Total Recall. You know, if you if you have uh, memories of old times, you can't run anymore. You want a first down for thirty nine yards? Come on down, play the Raiders. You know, uh, you need to go for a game winning score, uh, ninety eight yards to under two minutes, no timeouts. Don't worry, we got the Raiders. Remember when Brett Favre's father passed away? What happened? He played the Raiders. It seems like every single time, new player, doesn't matter. If you need a good story, you want your commercials back on the radio and on the air with Brett Baker Mayfield, just come and play the Raiders. I'm just disheartened. I'm sickened by what I have to see every single week. You know, you give us hope that we're actually going to maybe make the playoff. And once again, it was just pulled the carpet right from underneath our feet. And I don't even know what to do anymore because, uh, like Brazil of the World Cup, I'm out. <laughs> My man. Hassan, well done. That's a Raider fan saying, man, I'm really disheartened. You should be. I wonder how Cube feels right about now. Cube cannot be happy about that. Cube's up in the box with Mark Davis. And to Hassan's point, Mark Davis is hanging out with beautiful women in Cube. Meanwhile, you got ass on the field. John in Little Rock. What's cracking, John? Let's get ready for B. We got beef, you got beef. You want beef, we got beef. You want beef, we got beef. With Matt and Drizzle, they're throwing blows and taking elbows. They off the hizzle. Want beef, we got beef. Right in the jungle. Who's going to keep the ball? Who's going to bubble? Want beef, we got beef. With anything out there, they're ripping each other's faces off and pulling out hair. You want beef. You want beef? We got beef. I like it. Ring, wrong, ring, wrong. Bam. Just like that. Monday morning, what's going on? Welcome to the jungle. My name is Jim Rome. Hope you had a great weekend. Nice to have you here. Man, there was an awful lot to process from yesterday in the NFL. Because San Fran managed one of the best wins of the NFL season in beating Miami. All that said, you wouldn't know any of that this morning because of the blast in the package. Yeah! He's very relevant now. Brock Purdy oh! takes over for the injured Jimmy Garoppolo. Good news is, Niner fan, the guy played Drew some, didn't he? The moment did not seem too big. The stage did not seem too big. He handled himself. Uh, sadly, you know, home. just keep Jimmy in operation. That was a really nice win Richard for them. Sherman is joining us. Baker Mayfield wanted a release, and he got it. Would he be a better option than Purdy? No. No, you do not. You do not. You do not. You do not. You do not bring him in. I do not believe in Baker Mayfield. Oh, that's going to do it. They don't they have to deal with them. They have to deal with you. You and Joseph don't have to deal with Patrick. Patrick has to deal with you and Joseph. You're damaging my vocal cords. Let's be honest. I make my living speaking. Wipe those tears. And this is your quarterback. Every quarterback on the roster is already in the portal. Why not? He just introduced his son as the starting quarterback. They probably were climbing over each other to get to the portal. He's going to have to earn it. He is? Walker Zimmerman's joining us. Would you like to see him continue as coach? Yeah, I, I mean, he's the one who gave me a chance, really, uh, getting a lot of games in with the national team. We're proud of him and thankful that he kind of selected us as players. We'll see what happens. Touchdown pass by Brady! It's like we drew it up. 
We Dude, drew it up. stop it. Just like we drew it up. This thing on? Hey, I heard Baker might be there. Did you know Giselle was a baker? Yeah, I broke up with her because she was too needy. Trent Dilfer is joining us. We will be in the college football playoff. We're not going to talk about like we want to be in the college football playoff. We will be in the college football playoff. We'll just be considered one of the best programs in the country. I don't know any other way of doing it. Spark here the clones, banging up the phones. Crazy the Certainly Duke is Duke, and he doesn't like Paul's dog ever. Certainly Duke is Duke. He's complaining about Paul's dog more than Wally Cleaver. If you want to show your holiday card on national TV, send it to RomanHabitake.com. No profanity, no drugs, no alcohol consumption, no amateur pornography. Stay classy, clones. Christy It's a really big crown. Grab a vine, meltdown, van smack, bam, right there. There it is. The death pool. Look, there's a band-aid with somebody in the middle of it and the jungle death pool. There it goes! You lost out on Aaron Judge, Frisco fan. Hey, Frisco fan. Might get stuck like this. What if I came in tomorrow and said, hey, welcome to the jungle, and you'd be like, hey, dude, that bit's not funny anymore. And I would say, I know, right? Twitter! Does this mean no apparatus in my Christmas card. Unfortunate. Abby, you don't have your apparatus in your Christmas card. <laughs> Rogan Loam's yellow lettuce. Bro, you look ridiculous. Jim, my beef is with the mailman who proceeds to take a dump on the fourth hole. Michelle, <laughs> come on. Jim, my beef is with wide right-hand turn guy. I got a beef with these people that can't figure out how to use the ATM machine. My beef is with people that complain about their schedule. My beef is with DoorDash customers who give us drivers a low rating because they requested no tomatoes in their burger. We're not cooking your food. We're delivering it. Looking forward to Mad Max Crosby and Chandler Jones putting Butcher Mayfield into the ground like Tanya Hardy. A PA announcer here who incessantly screams whose house and he wants him to say, well, no, no, I hate it. He wants to say, he wants him to say Ram's house. Chauncey Bilbs, what did you think when the school shot at shot convinced Coach Prime to take over that football program? Oh my goodness, you know I'm excited, man. You know I'm excited for Prime. Big time shot in the arm for us. I'm sending a brand new whip, getting ready to buy a house bigger than yours. So when you want to crack on me, I'm living better than you. Grow the hell up. Please stop crying. Go play intramurals. Let's go, Jim, baby. I'll come on anytime and breathe some fire. Let's go. I appreciate you. Anytime. Good to see you again. I'm in we don't have the money yet, but I know we'll have it. I just pulled root for 18 minutes. Come on! <laughs> Created and invented a whole lexicon when it comes to radio talk shows. Thanks so much for having me on, Jim. Appreciate the opportunity. Be Navy. Really appreciate you having me on, Jim. Go Bearcats. Ow! Send us your holiday cards. Buenas noches, ahora mismo. Good night now! Jordan Poyer is my guest. Jordan, it's so good to have you back. How are you? I'm, I'm doing well, Jim. I appreciate you always for having me on, man. Appreciate you, dude, on, very man. much. Jordan, thanks for saying so. Listen, I want to talk ball with you, but I want to talk about this story first that I saw. This was not a condition. Nobody said I had to bring this up. It's so awesome, though. You were involved with a young fan named Logan. I know you're not looking to make this about you, Jordan, but it's such a great story. Who is Logan, and why did he write you a letter? 
Yeah, Logan, he's a sixth-grade kid at uh, East Aurora Middle School here in, in Buffalo, New York, and he wrote me a letter. I think it was uh, Monday, and I was in the building on Tuesday, so my, my team just got the letter to me on our day off. Um, I had just finished the day, really, and I read the letter. Um, it was very thoughtful of him. It was very just well-detailed, and you could tell he put a lot of work and time into writing the letter. And uh, the video shows he wrote the letter to me because Josh Allen gets too much spotlight. So um, he thought he thought as a defensive player, you know, defensive guys should get some spotlight too. So I I was laughing reading the letter. Um, and like I said, I had nothing else to do that day. So I, I hit my team up and asked if I could just go surprise the kid at school. And uh, like you said, I didn't. I mean, I wasn't really expecting it to be, you know, a huge ordeal. I just wanted to go over to the school and kind of get, raise the kid's spirits up a little bit. He had been going through some things at school and. You know, and they just wanted to show up there, kind of surprise them. And, you know, it was really awesome to be a part of. Um, I'm in a position in my career where I've built this platform to be able to, you know, just change people's lives like that, whether it's just saying hello or even going to a school and, and, and seeing a kid. And just to see the smile on his face. And we, we talked for a good 30, 35 minutes. I got him to Jersey. He's actually, I think, coming to the Miami game in a couple of weeks. And so um, it was just really cool to be a part of and take part of. And, and, and like I said, it was uh, – it was just kind of random. I, mean, I didn't really plan it. Um, just uh, like I said, just wanted to show up and, and give the kids some some positive vibes and positive spirits. And uh, he's a great kid. Good for you, dude. I'm smiling right now. I've seen the video. It's so awesome. It's so great. Like the kid comes out of swim practice and he sees you and he's like Jordan Boyer. Like you couldn't right. believe it. You surprised him. <laughs> right. For those really quickly, those who don't know, he was going through some things. Maybe he was a victim of bullying. Like what did the two of you talk about? What was your message to him? Yeah, I just wanted him to stay positive and always remind him that it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks of you, what anybody else says about you. You know, as long as you can, can you keep the confidence in, your, in yourself and keep the confidence in, you know, the people around you. I told him he had a great supporting system with the with the uh, the superintendents that were there, the counselors that were there that were all talking to, you know, all in the room with us. And, you know, just continue to encourage them to stay positive and not care what other people think of them or what other people saying about him. Because at the end of the day, none of it's going to matter. None of it does matter. And I – you know, I like to apply the same type of stuff and, and what I do in the league. You know, people are going to say one week, you know, you're the best ever, and the next week they're going to say you're the worst ever. So just being able to balance that and not really care, you know, what other people are saying and, and just continue to stay positive, and, and, and that was really my message to him. I love it. Jordan Poyer joining us. You know, to that point when the Bills dropped that wild game to the Vikings, to the point you're making right now, that was your second straight loss. Then all of a sudden there are those questions. Like two weeks earlier, you were given the Lombardi, right? And then two weeks later, it's like, what's wrong with these guys? What's it say about the resolve of the team that you rebounded the way you have with three wins away from home in about 12 days? Yeah, I mean, that's just, uh, it talks about the resiliency of this team. And I mean, the games that we lost, obviously you know, heartbreakers, you know, you'd like to have some of those plays back. And, you know, if you, you know, look back at one or two plays, you know, we could easily be, you know, 12 and 0 as, as much as we are nine and three, just one or two plays here or there in the game. But like I said, nobody, nobody blinked in those situations. And we had a, you know, after we lost that Vikings game, we had a tough stretch of games um, with three road games, basically in a row with the snowstorm. Uh, but it just shows a lot about the culture that we have here, the resiliency of the guys that we have here. Nobody blinked, and we always just put their head down and continue to work. Um, and, you know, now we're sitting in a good spot. Obviously, got a lot of football left to be played, but, you know, got to sitting in a good spot with a good football team coming here this weekend that we got to, you know, take advantage of the opportunity. Jordan Poyer is joining us. Speaking of heartbreaking, listen, it's part of the game, but initially reports when Vaughn Miller got hurt, it sounded like maybe it's a week, maybe it's two weeks. Then you come to find out that he's got a torn ACL and he's done for the rest of the year. How stunned or shocked were you when you heard that message or that news? And have you discussed it with him since it happened? Yeah, I mean, I think I was just shocked as, as everybody else. We came into the team meeting room. Nobody really knew 
or had any idea that he, you know coach is going to come in there and say Vaughn was going to be done for the season because I think we all heard the same news that you know everybody else is hearing. You know he's on IR, be done for four, be be out for four weeks. But you know we got the news. I think everybody was kind of shocked and surprised. Um, I, you know I know I was, but at the end of the day I think you know Vaughn Vaughn's a great teammate, a great friend, man, just a a great leader in our locker room. That that's you know it's hard to replace. But at the same time, I think he'd be the first to tell you that, you know, it's part of the game. Um, you know, I, when I hurt my elbow early on in the season, you know, just having conversations with him, um, just about being positive, you know, through it all. There's nothing that you can do about it now. Um, you just got to accept it and, and move on and, and get yourself ready to play when that opportunity presents itself. And so, you know, I know he's I know he's in a good place. I know he said that on his uh, on the Pat McAfee show yesterday. He's in a good place. Our team, you know, like I said, the week, it's, it's, a, it's a great opportunity for other guys like Greg, Rousseau, AJ, Epineza, Boogie Basham, um, you know, you go down the line of guys, another great opportunity for those guys to be able to step up. You guys do have depth, and those young guys are playing big this, this year. Jordan Poyer is joining us. Jordan, you mentioned the opportunity this week. You've got the Jets coming in, and they got you a few weeks back. I'm curious, how different is that Jets offense with Mike White under center, and does that feel like a team to you that's different in the sense that they're energized and playing with a greater sense of urgency since they made that switch to him? Yeah, that's exactly how I was going to answer this question because I've got I've got asked it earlier in the week uh, in the media, and it just definitely seems like the team itself is playing with with higher energy at a higher level. Um, you know, Mike White, he's playing he's playing good football. He's getting the ball out of his hands quick to his playmakers and letting them make plays. Obviously, with the threat of Garrett Wilson, he's it's, it's becoming one of his favorite targets. And then obviously, his backside of the backfield, is, they got really good running backs in the run game and in the pass game. So he's making decisions. He's getting the ball out of his hands quick. Um, and, and, you know, like last, last week they were down, I think 17, they were down 17 points and, you know, they had a chance. He, he brought them back. They had a chance to win the game at the end of the game. And, you know, he threw a pick probably a ball he wants back, but at the end of the day, he, they, they, he got him a chance to have an opportunity to win it. So he's playing the ball. That team is, is playing a lot better with him, uh, under center. Uh, you know, it's going to be our job to be able to affect them in ways and, and try to take advantage of opportunities when they present themselves. You know, I'm glad you brought up Garrett Wilson. I was going to ask you about him. He's a young dude, but he strikes me as being pretty dangerous. What do you think of his game and his route running? Yeah, I mean, he has so much feel for the game and, and, and the way he runs his routes. You know, he, I mean, he, he sticks his routes. He can run almost seems like any route in the route and on the route tree. And I, I think I said earlier this week, I don't see why, you know, in a couple of years he couldn't be a top receiver in the league. Um, just a guy like who has a lot of feel. And even his run after catchability, his his ability to catch the ball and break tackles and and make people miss, um, you know, like I said, he's got a great feel for the game. And Mike White's feeding him the ball, so he's somebody that we definitely have to keep an eye on. Hey, Jordan, let me ask you something. Like your contract is up at the end of the year, and I know what you'll say, and I believe this. I know you love it there. I know you're focused exclusively on the challenge in front of you, and it's not about you. But let me ask you this. Is it not human nature to at least wonder what's going to happen in the future? Is it not in the least in the back of your mind? How are you approaching of course, that? Of course it is. I mean, these are my boys out here. These are my teammates out here. Um, and I love them to death. I feel like this is just a, a part of me um, and it'll always be a part of me, really, no matter what happens after this year. So, you know, it, I mean, it, it does, you know, creep into your mind a little bit, you know, all the what is, but at the end of the day, you know, I'm trying to really just be with the, my guys right now um, and really play for these boys on the team. Uh, that's all that, that matters to me is me being able to go out there and, and play my best for the guys on the team because that's all that really matters to me is my teammates. Um, whatever happens after this year, look, I mean, it's a business. I know it's a business. That's the first thing they tell you when it comes when you come into the league. And so, you know, obviously, yeah, this is this is this has been home for a long time, but 
I understand. I understand, you know, what happens, what's going to happen at the end of the year. There's going to be some decisions made. And, you know, I might be part of it. I might not be part of it. At the end of the day, I'll keep moving forward and you know, I'll have a chance somewhere else. I was going to say, so a quick follow, like it's not the only team you've played for, so we understand this. It is a business, you understand that, and I know you love it there, and I'm not looking for you to give up any leverage whatsoever, but would you like to finish your career there? Absolutely, absolutely. Like I said, I've I've built, or I, I feel like me, like the guys that have been here since, you know, 2017, we've just built this culture, I've built this camaraderie with the guys. Um, I've learned to love the community of Buffalo, uh, you know, just the fans out here, the great people, great fans. And I love I love playing, like I said, with my teammates on the field. Uh, we've built such a great relationship, you know, on and off the field. And, um, I mean, you know, I, I know I'm more on the, on the back side of my career, but at the same time, I still feel like I got a lot of football left. And so whether that's going to be here, whether that's going to be somewhere else, I'll accept it. And, you know, I, I'll, I know I'll put everything that I had into this organization. I'll say it. I'll say it myself. You do have a lot of football left, and they love you there. And I know the community loves you there. Jordan Poyer, my guest. Jordan, I really do appreciate that. I always love talking to you. I always appreciate the opportunity to talk to you. And that's how you end the weekend. That's how you end a show, man. Thanks so much for doing that. Yes, sir. I appreciate you, Jim. Thank you. Good night now!